All right, we got a boys. We got a real, we got a real hell of a, a thing to uh, decide here. I need you to know that it's it's real important. Mm-hmm. What class are we gonna be? In Destiny Two, everyone's a hunter right now. So what I are the say... different superpowers? That's all that matters, right? Oh, what? yeah. What the superpowers did, are. did they change any of them? Well, yeah. you were doing the the bow staff. You were Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. That's well, you, you can do that, or you can do Sunslinger. So, so which one? What are all the different powers? I would say let's try Titan. Oh no, let's do Warlock. <laughs> no, 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 no. Warlock. Warlock's got the flame sword. I, I put the I put oh, the uh, the matter in your hands. You got it. And it becomes the Phoenix. He has matter in his hands. <clears throat> Welcome mm-hmm. to an utterly fair bowl of dude soup. Yo. Uh, you can reproduce basically all of it as long as you scream at it. Oh! Goodbye, Destiny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a beta. Um, I'm your host, Lawrence Sontag, trying to get Destiny up and running. There's a little Bruce Green playing Story Earth. Um, joined... How do we know that's Bruce the actual Bruce there. Green? Yeah, it's not the back band, Bruce Green. I'm joined by a panel of, of uh, YouTube experts. <laughs> um, starting with Adam Kovic. How are you, Adam? Sup, girl. And then Elise Willems. Hello. Sup, dog. Who has two functioning eyes. And, uh, uh, zero functioning eyes, James Willems. Hello! Yep. He's also, he's loud because he can't see. You see. <laughs> boy, boy. So that's how it works. Ty compensates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can hear it's through the... like echolocation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, uh, it's the acoustic waves impacting your useless eyes. Remember But you Bat still boy? feel him shaking in your... He's back. <laughs> Anyone remember Bat Boy? Everyone remembers Bat Boy. Huh. Bat Boy escapes, like, week to week. It was just drama. Anyway. Whoa! Oh, you get... Okay, you get a gimme character. Got it. Um, I thought, I thought I had done really well on Destiny Every, Everyone's two level 200, max 20, whatever. Yeah. Know. This podcast is brought to you by two sponsors. Duh! Ooh, well... You know, horrible. it ran. It ran. No. <laughs> I got to the character selection screen and I was like, cool, we can play Destiny on the I podcast. I never saw that. I probably put on Twitch or something. Yeah. Watch someone else. It's Bruce stream. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, if you could stream your gameplay right on now. Bruce. The game crashes on this machine, so that's cool. <coughs> oh, well. Yeah. Is there some little you can try platformer we could play? Everything. You can try everything to make a fucking show work. Even it. Nah. Anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah, today? yeah what are we po- talking about? Podcast sponsors, first of all, uh, Dollar Shave Club and Stitch Fix. For a limited time, new members can get your first month of the Executive Razor and a tube of Dr. Carver Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. Mm. Um, by going to uh, dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. And you can start Stitch Fix and get 20%, 25% off your first Stitch Fix, Stitch Fix box if you keep all five items by going to stitchfix.com slash dude soup. Hear about them later. First, I need to find a new game for us to play. Sky Rogue. That looks cool. Pizza Creator. We'll go with Darkwood. They're in the news. Sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're on Pirate Bay. Dog. Yeah, should have just pirated it. I don't know why I'm getting it on Steam. Uh, what do you want to talk about today, Lawrence? Uh, well, so you guys, two disparate tales. A tale of, a tale of two dudes is what mm. I would call it. Apparently, both you, James, and you, Adam, mm-hmm. screamed at people this weekend yeah. for similar reasons. I'd like to know why. James is more justified, though. Yeah, you were just kind of <laughs> an asshole. Well, okay. So the uh, the Fox Hills Mall over here. Say um, no more. <laughs> yeah. Well, this game cannot be installed. Oh well. That's too good. It's too good. So, I, I promise. We, we had a yeah. space. For the um, but yeah, I was I was there. No. Doing a little bit of shopping, and then uh, they have that those escalators now. Did you buy where, those pants. Oh, these are old. Okay, the ones, okay, the, com- the confusing MC Escher escalators. Mm-hmm. Oh well, there's that. Okay. But no, there's so there's the escalators that go up, and you can put your shopping cart in it, and it oh, takes it I up see. too. So it's like Target really one. cool. I, I was like, I should take the elevator. Now I'll take this thing. I put mine in, immediately jammed. The whole thing stopped, and I was like, all right then. And there's like two other people's baskets on there. 
So I was just waiting for the guy to come by and fix it so my cart would go back up mm-hmm. so I can take my my goods, my mercantile <laughs> back home. Uh, and then uh, some some little kid comes up and he starts yanking on the thing while the escalator's broken. I was just like, hey, stop that. How, how old this kid? I didn't ask him. I know his little <laughs> story. If you had to guess, how old would you say? Seven or eight. Okay. Right. Yeah. So actual young child, not little kid as in he's 16. No, yeah. no, no. It was good. And I, I just... It was my basket, but I was like, hey, is that yours? And he goes, no. I'm like, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Nothing. And then he's like, I'm going to go now. I was like, this kid has never had a parent yell at him once. Mm-mm. He's never been punished. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'd make a great favor. father. Scoot this way just sure. a smidge. People on the internet can't see you. Did you see his parents? Did his parents see you no, yelling at him? No, His parents don't give a shit. Okay. He said, you run around and do this. So then, yeah, I went on Twitter and I said, oh, I yelled at a fat kid. And people were like, why do you have to be fat? I'm like, because it made the tweet funnier. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that fat. I just thought it was funnier. There's nothing funnier than a also, sad fat child. Well, also, I didn't name his name. I didn't take a picture of him. For all you know, there was no child. I think it's because you decided that one of his identifying attributes was that he was overweight. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to say? I couldn't post his social security. Oh, yeah, I guess I could have called out his ethnicity. That probably would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe his religion. Uh-huh. I'm glad that you're out there tough loving other people's kids. Well, it's funny. Adam's, no Adam's dis- dishing out the kind of discipline he never got. Oh, no, <laughs> that. All he got was discipline. <laughs> yeah. I was raised 100% disciplined. Uh-huh. That was my life. If yeah. I mouthed off, I got smacked upside the head. He as you were reaching onto your. As by you, people who were not yeah. my parents. As you were reaching onto your, your like, <laughs> housemates' plates and, like, scooping their leftover pancakes into your mouth. Oh. No, no. There was never an empty plate. Oh, no. There was never a full plate. There was never an empty trash can when Adam was around. Oh, man. No. Wait, it was, never a full it was eat what we give you. But James, and you're lucky to have it. You yelled at him at an obnoxious yes. man at the car wash. Well, unlike Adam the villain, I was a hero yelling <laughs> sure. the same way. <laughs> Picture um, this: it's 4:45 p.m. No, on like a Sunday, right. and um, your wife says, "Take oh. a car, get a car wash." Yeah. The car wash closes at five. And I'm in the middle of an Overwatch <laughs> match, and I'm going, "What?" Yeah. So I have to. I didn't ditch. I finished the Overwatch match. I said, let's end this, and then I just played so well that I just finished the match because I knew I had some place I needed to be. Got Overwatch or a car wash? And then everyone on the voice chat clapped for me. Oh, oh. Went, Thank uh, you. Hmm. Nice job, Hero. hero yeah. It's so good that you can be great at this game when you just choose to be. Um, TLDR, no. uh, car wash was closed by the time he got there. He had to go another one that closed at 6. That's a weird TLDR because hero. now I still need to tell more. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm sitting at the car wash, oh, and again, it's like 30 minutes until the end of the day. These guys have been cleaning cars all day in the sun, yeah. and then this man with a Grand Cherokee, this old man, shit, old bastard, starts starts I'm holding there. up his receipt, shouting, "I paid ninety dollars, I paid ninety dollars, and my car's still filthy. Why the hell?" Well, he said, "Why the fuck?" Why the hell? Why the fuck? Cursing, talking about how much he paid for his car wash and how it's now. It's like a 1998 Grand Cherokee covered in shit and bumper stickers. Yeah, shit that's embedded in the paint. Right, right. It's because it's a 98 Grand Cherokee. In value, yeah. There's no way they could have put done any sort of thing without lasers being involved that would have made this car look like it's new again. He's complaining. He's going in and out of the place. A bunch of people are there. There's kids there sitting there. He's saying, talking about, oh, this fucking bird shit and everything. He's probably maybe like 60, 60-something 60 years old. Oh, he's a, he's too old 
for this to be his objective. He's got an American flag shoes on. Maybe he's he's got a Bernie Sanders bumper sticker. Maybe he's got nothing I'm like, else. What? Maybe he's got nothing else to care about. Well, I, I mean, that's pretty obvious, yeah. but that does, I don't give a shit if right, that's right, his yeah. issue, you know? And so uh, he's, he's really always looking out for that little man with his, his bumper stickers and his American oh. flag shoes and everything, except when it comes to his car wash, in which case he's going to rant at some guy who's getting paid minimum wage to wipe the bird shit off of his shitty car. So you punched him in the face, scratched his, his car. So I silently came up behind him. Blocked the knee, took him to the ground, nice. one punch to the wow. chin. No, you go to just, jail for that. I just he was walking by, in and out, ranting and raving, mm. and I turned to him and I go, "Could you watch your language?" I was like, "I was like, there's Bro. kids around," and he goes, <laughs> "What am I supposed to not complain?" And I'm like, "You can complain all you want to, just yeah. complain like an adult." Just not be an asshole about it. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, "Complain like an adult." Go do what you have to do, resolve this situation, but don't curse in front of these kids mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he goes, <laughs> and continued to complain. He started getting like the other car wash dudes who weren't even working on his car to come and like he's showing them. And he starts ranting at the manager about how he, how, oh, well, if you, if you, he's trying, now he's trying to rationalize it because he saw that he was the villain in this situation. Oh, yeah, so he's oh, trying yeah. to spin it to make it seem like he's doing them a favor <laughs> yeah. by telling them how if they bought a clay uh, razor, they could clean it better, and if they cleaned it better, it would take a little what bit longer. But they would have happier customers, and they'd make more, way more money. And the guy's going K K K because he doesn't speak English and he doesn't give two shits, and he doesn't get more money if they pass five mm -hmm. more cars through it or they get a five star Yelp review. They don't give a shit. They're just trying to get through the day. It's moral anyway, of the story. Well, moral of the story is no I one went ever up to yelled the... at him when he was fucking around in the escalator <laughs> yeah, as a kid, yeah. and yeah. he grew up to be an old piece of shit. Oh. No, moral of the story is this guy thought he was a hero because. He's got his Bernie Sanders thing, and he probably talks about how much he believes in the little man and everything. But when it came time to test him, he was mm -hmm. ranting and raving at people that honestly have no stake in it, and they're doing the best that they can with the time that they're allotted. Yeah. The and then you they came have. home, and I had gotten you cookies. You can't. And then I came home, and you got me cookies. Man. And so you're the real hero of this story. Uh, yeah. No, I tipped the guy who was cleaning my ha my car, uh, like basically as much as the car wash was, and I was like. I'm sorry you had to deal with this. Mm. <laughs> go home. That's right. Like, go home. Yeah, well, he's like, I I have home to, I'm going home anyway. Carhosh closes at six. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was it. I'm no hero except for that woman. At, the mother of one of the kids came up to me after. Was like, thank you for saying something. Yeah. Not and all heroes. And, 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 and then I was like, Yeah, you thank me. And then she blew me. And then the kid, like, the was, the kid was like, Yeah. He's a hero. The kid was like, Are you my new dad? And you were like, I am. You're fucking right, kid. Let's get out. And he drove away in your Ferrari. Oh, and. As I was leaving, I got a better view of the guy's shitty uh, Grand Cherokee and saw that he had put on bullet hole stickers on it. Nice. And so it's like, this motherfucker had bullet hole stickers, Real 98 American. Grand Cherokee, and he's complaining about his car isn't clean enough? Fuck off. I didn't well, do anything heroic this weekend. No, I was, oh. You were you, alright? You were you. You're, you're just trying to get healthy. We, yeah. we need <laughs> you to live. You're trying to survive. Lawrence, did you do anything heroic? <coughs> oh, let me think. Uh... Nah, I just watched a lot more Passions. Hmm. Oh, that's uh, kind of heroic. Yeah, I can give you guys an update. Um, so, let's see, your Tabitha gained the dark power to transform into a dog, and then she promptly mm -hmm. bashed her way through a window, which is actually pretty sweet. And there was a dog that jumped through stunt glass. That probably like, violates some... Is this like Canadian Charmed? No. Um, no, it's American it Charmed. American. Um, I watched a lot of it. I, I, I remember all, Charmed is... is way after Passions. Yeah. I remember right. what you're oh, talking about. Yeah. Oh. Passions is like a soap opera well, from what, like... Late 80s, early no, 90s. No, no, no. 90s. Almost got through my recap. Early 2000s. You guys started dog. Oh, you were. I didn't know. I thought 90s. it goes on. Passions. Sorry. Please. Yeah. I would like to hear more From about the Tabitha. Late 90s. Yeah. 
Oh, I know. Yeah, it, it started in '99. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's one of those shows. Except it looks like it's from. I mean, also bumpers look scary yeah. Right bumpers use or, or action. I, I always liked. I always liked the soap opera thing. Is is like remember as a kid you were growing up and you're like, how come movies look good but soap operas look bad? Why is that? And the soap opera excuse was like, well, you know, we shoot a lot. We shoot on video. Mm-hmm. We don't have the budget. We shoot on video. Yeah. And now it's like, what's your excuse? Everything Style. shoots on video yeah. now, basically, yeah. except we for Christopher just, Nolan. I guess we were just kind of used to it. From what I heard with soap operas, too, the teleprompter is, like, just right off to oh, the probably, eye line. Yeah. So when they're, they're, how dare you? And they're just, it's always a little off. Yeah. There's <laughs> certain things. I've always wanted to do a narrative series about making a soap opera. I thought it was... Like soap? You know, studio, what was it? Studio... <laughs> 60 and uh, the, sunset on the sunset strip, strip or whatever the Aaron Sorkin yeah thing. I always thought that was a great concept for a show it's just kind of boring but it's like oh it's a show about the making well, have you of... ever seen soap well I know soap was it but that was a joke soap opera well, right? it was a show about them making a soap opera was it I thought I it was thought, a parody of a soap opera Lawrence, do you know I've never seen soap. Let me watch Spash. But the other one would be uh, a narrative show about the making of about passions. a wrestling show like glow well, like no, like raw, like. Oh. But most, it's kind of like the way uh, Thirty Rock. You don't ever really watch the episodes right, that right. they make of the. They started that way, and then it changed. Um, it's more about the uh, the machinations and the inner workings and the bureaucracy of making a week to week wrestling show. I always oh. thought that'd be really good. Don't steal it. You son of a bitch! No, you're right. You're right. It was. So is it? it was just a parody. Oh, there may be another show out there that already does that. I'm sure there is. But she got I, pretty I heated cool. on passions. Yeah. So um, she, you were describing it. Yeah. It sounds like passions or soap operas in general are just basically like playing D and D with your friends. Yeah. No, like it, it's a never-ending narrative. In one hour block, you move the story forward. Yeah. A half step. Well, it's um shit. What was it? There was another show that I was like, oh wait, this is doing the. Oh yeah, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is a new soap opera. Mm-hmm. If you think about it that way, it makes a lot more sense. There's like 12 different storylines. Each episode maybe touches on one for a couple of minutes. Not a whole lot of movement actually happens, and it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of just meandering narrative. Uh, it's pretty great. But uh, yeah, so there was a, um, there was a, uh, there was a pretty sweet scene. Like they got two stunt people in to to do this fight between these two old broads. So they were like in this this obviously soundstage because the camera had to pull out because they were slamming each other into walls and shit. Pretty cool. Then her house caught fire. The dog knocked over a candle to burn the house down with the lady inside of it. I like when I don't know <sighs> if he's talking about Twin Peaks or Passion. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all went to a they went to a, a showing of Gone with the Wind, and they all got hats that said GWTW on them because that's what you wear when you uh, watch a movie called Gone with the Wind. Lawrence, do you think which... that dog's gonna get put down for knocking over that candle? Uh, well, the dog transformed back into Tabitha. Wait. Oh wait. Oh. He's talking about passion. He's talking about passion. That's, that's what yep. it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Elise, where were you? Uh, but no, so um, I feel we could have actually shown it in full because H3H3, Ethan and Hila Klein have saved us and YouTube from any question about issues of fair use. Parody law, parody law. Actually, hold on. Wait. No, let me, let me try to find it on, on my phone so I can, I can take full advantage of this new freedom that we're allowed. Um, actually, I need to look up the details on my phone anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with this at all? Heard uh, the, I saw the headline. Yes, but uh, I'm I'm, fami- I'm not intimately familiar, but I've kind of been loosely following so, their ongoing. Battles I know and- that they were vindicated, but I don't know anything about them, their content, or this case. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Um, let, me, let me see if I can distill the most important parts. So H3H3 Productions, uh, very popular YouTube channel, kind of exploded in popularity over the past three or four years. 
Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that it's because of this, but certainly a huge part of their content is reaction videos. Um, namely, like... Well, Vape Nation, right? Wasn't well, that the big one? yeah, but, I mean, that Vape Nation is like their, I guess their banner meme breakout, but certainly they didn't explode in popularity because of Vape Nation. Hmm. Um, that was more of like a, a symptom of them getting really big. Uh, so they do a lot of, they, they pick out a lot of like cringy YouTube videos and basically comment over them, make fun of them and things like that. It's kind of a cotton industry for them. Um, they have, they have in the past run into DMCA takedowns and things like that. And typically when that happens, it's, it's a great day for the channel because then, uh, Ethan and Hila, typically Ethan will put up a video decrying the, uh, the double standard and the predatory practices of large companies that send out just, uh, you know, discriminatory DMCA takedowns, and that's exactly what happened in early 2016 when uh, YouTuber Matt Haas issued a takedown request and sued H3H3, claiming that a parody video reproduced too much of the original video, both audio, full audio and video, full screen, and, and defamed him. So they claimed that, uh, that their mocking, or Matt Haas claimed that their mocking of his video and then their subsequent discussion of the process of them getting a DMCA takedown of them getting correspondence from lawyers and things like that, that it, it defamed him uh, enough to warrant a lawsuit. Is, is this the video where he did, like, parkour after... He had, like, he was basically yeah. picking up a woman in a, like, really sketchy, oh, rapey kind of way? I did see that. Yeah, let me... Yeah. I can't... I didn't write I down... I saw the original video, or at least I yeah. skimmed it and went, okay. Bold guy v. Parkour girl. Yeah. It's like Grudge Boy versus Lava Girl or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, the video is... Okay. The video is... It is... Uh, a dude rolls up to a chick who's stretching, and he's like... You look pretty good. And she's like, you want to fuck me? And he's like, no, nice. pff, whatever. And then she's like, well, if you can catch me, then you can do whatever you want. Oh, and then boy. she runs away, does some parkour things. He chases her. He ends up getting her, uh, catching her. And she's like, oh, now I'm all yours. And he's like, but you got to catch me first. And then he runs away. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. The, the video is kind of gross, but it, whatever. It's it YouTube. It flipped gender expectations on its head. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> How progressive. Uh -huh. I mean, but this was like circa 2012, 2013. Uh -huh. They posted their video in early 2016. And in the in the... The video is actually shockingly not that bad. Uh, I mean, uh, H3H3s, usually they, they eviscerate people. They were actually pretty kind uh, to the bold, go bold boy versus parkour girl uh, video. Regardless, they got a DMCA takedown. It got yanked off of YouTube because of it. Um, and then they got sued uh, because, because of the resulting discussions that they had about it. Um, and they won. They, they recently won last week, I think. The judge ruled in Ethan and Hila Klein's favor. Um, and this is after they received a lot of a lot of groundswell support, both from the community. They ran some crowdfunding campaigns to pay for legal expenses. I think, what was it, the, the Payday developers put out special DLC to mm. benefit their cause. Cool. Mm. Um, and it's interesting. It's really interesting. Uh, mostly because their parody, their parody video in my opinion, would have come really close to skirting the line on fair use, but according to the judge's opinion, is well protected by fair use. So nice. it's kind of interesting. It's a, for me, at least, it shoves, it shoves the, uh, the perceptive line a bit. Mm -hmm. Here are a couple of quotes from the judgment. Uh, quote, without using actual... Uh, let's see oh, yeah, here we go. Judge's opinion. Quote, any review of the Klein video leaves no doubt that it constitutes critical commentary of the Haas video. There is also no doubt that the Klein video is decidedly not a market substitute for the Haas video. For these and the other reasons set forth below, defendants' use of clips from the Haas video constitutes fair use as a matter of law. Ooh. And then, um, in, so one of the chief arguments here was that uh, the H3H3's commentary video used full audio and sound, mm -hmm. uh, extended clips. I want to say, 
sometimes up to 10 to 12 seconds. Yeah. Um, Ethan's argument that ultimately was reinforced by the court is that it doesn't matter how much you use, only that your usage of it is important. Mm -hmm. And that was essentially yeah, I mean, what the, the video is like him going like, in this scene, he does like this, that, and the other. Watch how he said, watch what he says to her, and then he'll play the clip of that sequence, mm -hmm. and then he'll go afterwards, backwards, go, don't you think it was a little strange how this, like, like it wasn't like he was just throwing up clips or whatever. Well, the, it was the always... point being, he didn't just rip the video, yeah, re-upload yeah. it and go, I made this. And it wasn't even just like him in an upper right corner going like, oh, like it was like, I'm going to reference this specifically yeah. and then react to it specifically. It was transformative. Okay. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one, uh, I think a very good summarizing quote for that particular issue, because there are others. There was a defamation part of the lawsuit too. Um, this is from the judge's opinion. Um, oh, you're just digging around in your inventory. Um, it's really hard to equip anything in this game. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. There's some stuff there. Uh, I, yeah, they, I, they, I, the controls are a little in, a little out there. Eh. Uh, quote: Anyone seeking to enjoy bold bold guy be parkour girl. I keep wanting to say lava girl. <laughs> on its own, will have a very different experience watching the Klein video, which responds to and transforms the Haas video from a skit into fodder for caustic moment by moment commentary and mockery. <coughs> so that's interesting. Cool. Uh, it, it's it's really just a full on. A full-on um, vindication of this kind of content, even though the uh, the judgment goes out of its way to say uh, that not all reaction videos constitute fair use just by definition, but in this case specifically, it does. Um, there was also a defamation part, and this is the man. This is this is some sweet irony. So uh, the way that the defamation thing came together, and I'm paraphrasing pretty hard here, but essentially, Ethan and Hila would talk about. The process they were at because they were they were in communications um, with this other channel after getting the DMCA takedown. Um, <coughs> there was a point at which Ethan said over a stretch of time that nothing happened, and then they received a uh, a lawsuit. The plaintiff argued that by saying that, when in fact they had received a email of warning, made the plaintiff seem like a sue happy individual, and he was suing for defamation because of that. Huh. Except that that email that, that Ethan received and didn't really acknowledge contained an explicit threat of lawsuit. So the email was like, if you don't fix this, we will sue you and it will cost you a lot of money. Mm. So the judge was like, even if Ethan had said he received that email and said what was in it, it wouldn't have made you look any better. Mm -hmm. Therefore, defamation did not occur in this case because the manner in which the communication happened didn't misrepresent the client in any way. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, like... That's got to feel good. When somebody somebody attacks you for making them seem bad, and in effect you actually made them seem better for the thing that they're yelling at you about, mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty delicious. But, uh, I mean, apart from that, this, uh, yeah, I don't know, in, in, in your guys' opinion, does this ruling change your perception of fair use or your perception of uh, commentary videos or uh, reaction videos? I, I mean, to me, this is one of the first few examples of people actually using fair use the way fair use is meant to be. Like, some people just say... Hey, you can't be upset with me. It's fair use. Mm -hmm. When the honest answer is fair use happens in a courtroom where it goes to trial and then you say, I believe this is fair use. And then the judge determines that, yes, in fact, it is. Right? As opposed to stop demonetizing my videos, YouTube, it's fair use. It's like that doesn't really, that's not how it works. Oh, right? I see. You know, like, so this seems to be one of the first examples of someone yeah. in the modern era of this whole YouTube screaming fair use as a defense actually it actually happening they said we believe this is fair use so let's go to trial that will be our case and then we won because it actually was hmm. which is to me unique you yeah. know 
Well, it's it's unique because it's fucking expensive and stressful as hell. Yeah, yeah. But that's um, also why uh, they set up the was it the FUPA fund or whatever. Ethan and oh, is this the, the crowdfunding thing? They well, no, they have like a uh, they have like a legal defense fund that they put together uh, that like anyone can like donate to. So if any YouTuber or online personality or ever gets into trouble or gets into like a shitty situation like this, they're um, they, they can, can like pull from that. Yeah. Oh. So there's a GoFundMe. It's a different thing. <laughs> ran right? ran by Phil DeFranco. Yeah. Maybe the Phil DeFranco one. But that know. yeah, I mean there there were there were a few. I think a few crowdfunding campaigns. I, I apologize. I didn't collect all that information. Um, oh, no, that, that's an older thing. Okay. Yeah, it was from a while ago. So there's an ongoing, like, pool of, of resource dedicated to helping YouTubers Yeah, fight. they announced it. And it was it was cute, like, when they did it. Um, and I thought it sort of, like, in a way, it was like, oh, wow, something like they're, they're being really serious about this. And then they called it FUPA. And it was like, yeah. and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like, we almost were adults here. <laughs> almost. I remember seeing, uh, this is just a really brief side, but there was some, like, libertarian conference, and they allowed anyone to speak, because we don't silence thought here. Mm-hmm. And then, because of that, some dude in, like, a Speedo, like, a really hairy, almost naked dude, took the stage and just danced around for 20 minutes. Oh, boy, yeah. Before they were like, just, just, just go, go. Yeah. <laughs> I've said Any, it before, we don't deserve this. Anytime, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, anytime someone starts something with the expectations that human beings aren't total garbage, <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always like a matter of moments before that's proven wrong, you know? Like, ah, shit. We yeah. really had some high hopes for this. But it seems like it seems like justice has won the day, and uh, congratulations. Yeah, fantastic. To, I'm, uh, I'm really glad they, they stuck it through, yeah. and they... Yeah. I can they, only imagine it. They I, suffered for us. They, they, did, they did provide updates, and, and yeah, it was pretty clear that it was a very stressful, trying time for Ethan and Gila, so... Yeah. Oh. I, I like the I like the idea of you know legalese so- citing previous court cases in mm. the future. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of sorting Vape Nation v uh, yeah. parkour yeah. Par- parkour I mean, girl. What, <laughs> what, like, what excites me about it is just the fact that YouTube is so the wild west. New media is still mm. very much the wild west. So at least we're starting to establish these precedents and benchmarks for, uh, like you just said, the future of. You know what fair use is going to mean. What, um, <clears throat> like, what ownership is going to mean? Because we have those in traditional media, but not necessarily in the new landscape that we're in. Um, and I think also that that the 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 well of like critiquing media is nothing new. They're just doing a different type of critiquing. Um, I don't think that they. Sh- I mean, personally, I, I think that just taking somebody's entire video and reposting it is with with some commentary is maybe not the I think it's 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 crossing a little bit of a boundary mm. but I think if you're highlighting portions you're using it in uh, in the way that you would use um, you know coverage of if you were covering the new Avengers movie and you were using coverage it's it's there well, there are all those those grounds there's, there's enough noise out there on YouTube, we don't need any more. Where someone goes like, I re-uploaded an entire trailer yeah. of a movie, and at the very end, I went, whoa, guys, what did you think? Yeah. Like, what do you fucking care? Why don't you have an opinion? Where's your goddamn opinion? Give your fucking opinion. Well, Stop asking me for mine. It's, <laughs> it's, an, it's an easy thing, right? Um, just just, just for education. This is the uh, the edutainment part of the podcast. If, if you have heard fair use thrown around a lot, 
it is a definite thing with a definite definition. And this is from copyright.gov. Uh, fair use is a legal doctrine that promotes freedom of expression by permitting the unlicensed use of copyright protected works in certain circumstances. And there are four major criteria. Let me get through that real quick. Um, to judge whether or not something is protected under fair use. Uh, one is the purpose and character of the use, including whether the use is of a commercial nature or is for nonprofit educational purposes. Essentially, if you're making money off of it, the criteria to be protected under fair use is higher. Unless, but if you're making a video for kids talking, like you can use clips from King Kong or Indiana Jones if you're making an educational video about film that you do not profit from. Uh, there is also the nature of the copyrighted work. That's number two. Uh, this factor analyzes the, the degree to which the work that was used relates to the copyright's purpose of encouraging creative expression. That one's a little vague, a little more, a little more feely. Uh, number three is the amount and substantiality of the portion used in relation to the copyrighted work as a whole. Under this factor, courts look at both the quantity and quality of the copyrighted material that was used. Basically, how much did you recreate the creative soul of what you're reusing? Mm. Or did you just use p pieces up and reconstitute it into something new? And fourth, the effect of the use upon the potential market for market for or value of the copyrighted work. And that is if you steal something cop or if you use something copywritten, I should say, and you damage its its market value, you make it appear worse than it is, or you misrepresent it in some way, or you steal its value. Um, like like re-uploading a whole movie on YouTube. If a movie is worth three dollars as a rental, but you upload it for free, you have done damage to that movie's value. And that is not protected by fair use. So, well, there's always the counter argument that's like, but I'm just giving it free promotion, bro. Yeah, that won't hold up in court though. Oh, because it's three dollars versus no dollars <laughs> on paper. So, but the promotion. Well, but I promoted it. I mean, I got you four subs. But in, and and that's money, right? That also counts. I think defamation is a factor there as well. If you if you recut a movie or like a YouTube video just to make it look bad, but you provide no further context or value. That is also not protected. What about when Topher Grace re-edited episode one to take out Jar Jar? See, that's the thing, though. Did he did he monetize it? Because if he oh, just yeah, re-uploaded his millions, <laughs> <laughs> it's mine if he, now. If he re-edited it as an editing project and just uploaded it for free, hmm. there's not a whole lot of grounds for a company to come after. And that was anti-defamation. It was reverse defamation. <laughs> There's, there's a single frame where it says written directed by George Lucas, and, but then it goes it says Topher Grace, yeah. but he misspelled Topher, it. He calls himself Topher Lucas because he wants to be his son. Yeah. Directed by Eddie Brock. That's right. I still remember. Wow, that's weird. That's yeah. Yeah. Waddle. Well, if you if you would like to remix something and make it better, consider remixing your face with products from Dollar Shave uh, Club. Uh, nailed it. Uh, it's almost a good insult. <laughs> I'm gonna remix your fair use won't protect you now, DJ boy. Fight. Yeah, it does. Uh, Dollar Shave Club would like you to know that for a limited time, uh, new members can get your first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. Let me tell you, for 5 bucks, you're not going to get a better deal than that. And it comes in the mail! You don't have to go to a store and look... I, I'm amazed by a couple of things. One is the explosion of, like, uh, grooming products, of tortilla chips. Like, there's certain things that just take up whole aisles when they shouldn't need to. And shaving products is certainly one of those. There's... There's 18,000 different kinds of razor, so if you if you uh, if you agonize over difficult choices, this is an easy one. And also, it's a good product. The, uh, the executive razor has got a nice weighty handle, and it is it is just stacked with razor blades. I love the Cold War of cramming more and more razors into razor heads, mm -hmm. uh, because for for me, <laughs> I don't know if it's a if it's an easy equivalence, but for me, the more razors, the better. Remember, I said that. Uh, so yeah, you can only get, uh, or sorry, you can get the Executive Razor dollar, 
dollar of shave butter, which if you if you're still using shaving cream, it's 2017, man. Get with the program. We're all on shave butter now, or or something transparent. It makes it actually a lot easier to shave and see if you've missed spots or if you have ingrown hairs, which is a thing for me. Uh, there are no hidden fees and no commitments. You can cancel anytime you like. But you can only get this offer at dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. <coughs> it's pretty cool. You can just buy stuff a la carte. I typically will will buy a like a 36 pack of razor heads, and then when they run low, I just order another one. It's like buying stuff off Amazon. It's really easy. So dollarshaveclub.com slash dude for that $5 shave kit. Thank you, Dollar Shave Club. And please shave smarter. That's what they say. The smarter smart. choice. Be smart. Uh, yeah. So. Shave smart. I don't know, the, the Fair Use stuff is really fascinating. I, I think it's one thing that I think I... I, I res yeah, respect is the word I guess I would use. H3H3 are so smart, both of them, about how they've approached YouTube production and the, the way that they do it. So they... They're not stupid, right? They don't, they don't make reaction videos on videos that no one else has seen. They make reaction videos to some of the YouTube's most popular dumb videos. So they kind of, I mean, we, we have a kind of an art there where we'll try to find dumb games that maybe no one's played because sometimes there's, there's bread and butter to being first in, in gaming. But they'll, they'll find like the cringiest, the cringiest uh, prank videos and send those up and do it pretty well. But certainly there's an aspect of, of finding the right title and thumbnail that is going to swim in the wake of another video's accidental success. Mm -hmm. And I think they're really smart about doing that and really smart to do it in a legal way. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this directly, but certainly it has played into their favor to when they do get a DMCA takedown or whatever, they make the most of it. So they they certainly it's content, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's content unto itself. Uh, the the evolving landscape of YouTube. So we, we did a similar thing on the No. I remember a while ago. Oh yeah, when, we got uh, a takedown. Yeah, yeah, we got a takedown from what is it, the Warplanes guys or whatever, and like the video about our video getting taken down was more popular than the original video. Mm -hmm. Pretty pretty exciting stuff. It's, YouTube loves YouTube drama. Yeah. And um people just love drama. Wish they didn't, but they do. And this shit this shit's intense by the way. This game we're playing. Oh yeah, that's the other that's the other interesting thing that happened fairly recently. This is a uh, this is another kind of like heartwarming underdog victory tale. At least it perhaps will be if this game is successful. So uh this is um I'm blanking on the name of the game right now. This one? Yeah. Something Darkwood. Wood. Darkwood. Darkwood. Thank you. I'm sorry. I don't know why I blanked on that. So, it's actually pretty brilliant. Um, this is, it's three developers from Poland, I want to say? Gosh, I have right. this. You're right. Yeah, right it's, <laughs> it's all from, it's all in like, so the weird thing is, they put their, the development story of this game in an Imgur album, which is, it's like, it's just pictures of the dudes and then like, captions and stuff, which is fucking brilliant. It makes them so much more, uh, like human and approachable, Darkwood. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Poland. Okay. So they're saying how it was just a like three dudes just quit their jobs, decided to be game devs. Uh, project got so much bigger than they expected it to be. Um, oh, that was cool. Um, so they they kind of made headlines because the game just came out uh, this week, and they uploaded it to the Pirate Bay themselves and distributed uh. a link for the torrent. They were like, hey, here's where to go to buy the game. If you can't, here's where to go to get it. Their reasoning being, and this is this is the pretty cool part. Um, so they, uh, they got a lot of emails about, about the game and about people asking for codes, representing themselves to be Let's Players or YouTubers. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty shady shit, and here's why. Uh, so this is from the, the, the Immigrant album. 
Quote, there's more emails, and that's a bit of a, well, whatever. There's more emails than we were able to respond to, actually. The sad thing is, a lot of those are scam emails. You know, when people claim to be a YouTuber or blogger and ask for a Steam key. That key then gets sold through a shady platform. Oh, to be God. honest, we're fed up with it. This practice makes it impossible for us to do any giveaways or send keys to people who don't actually have the money to play Darkwood. Steam lets you refund a game if you haven't played it for more than two hours. And as a developer, we can see the reason why people refunded it. When we read the explanation from some who wrote that the he needed the refund because he didn't want his parents to be stressed out when seeing the bill at the end of the month. Well, that made us feel bad. There's no... Uh, so, rather than have people resort to key resellers or... Uh, or shady sites that could infect the... It's kind of like it's kind of like giving your 16-year-old a condom. It's like, try not to, but if you're gonna do it, just don't hurt yourself and don't hurt the industry. Hmm. Their argument is that key resellers, G2, maybe not G2A, they've been kind of the focal point of this whole thing, um, but key resellers will essentially scrape websites for giveaway keys, stock them all up, and then resell them at undermarket value, which which robs the developer of a legitimate sale because they weren't going to make money on that anyway and just puts money in the pocket of people and, and emboldens them to keep doing it. Um, my girlfriend works for game developers and this is something that they have to consider a lot. Anytime that there is a printed key on anything, on any internet site, it gets immediately grabbed by a bot and redeemed. Um, so you just, you can't give away keys. Or you can give them away via images, but I think bots are even getting good enough to scrape those. The thing now is you do like... You post like all of it minus one digit, mm -hmm. and then you're like, the digit is the same page 34 of Moby Dick, line 14. <laughs> it's what you used to do to like, the like old, that's how old DRM. Yeah, yeah, the old DRM where it is like, yeah. if you want to play Sim City, you have to open instruction manual and tell us the word on this page. The, the best is going to like a SWAT mate or something, and they're like, Diablo 2, the CD keys on the outside. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, oh yeah. Just redeem that on Blizzard, yeah. huh? Just yeah. Well, it's Done. probably already redeemed. That's the other fun part. It wasn't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Adam's a hacker, you guys. I hacked, yeah. He, uh, he stole the QR codes. I'm, I'm L. Yeah. I'm curious to see. So is the expectation they're putting out the game on, like, Pirate Bay and then saying, like, here's where you can don't, like, just PayPal us money? Or are they... Sort of. They're, they're basically saying... They're just trying to get their game out there for more people to play it? Kind of, yeah. They're, like, uh, they're basically saying, hey, if you have the money, please buy it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the money and you're gonna, like, if you're just gonna go to a key reseller, just download it instead. We'd mm -hmm. rather we'd rather give the game to you than have these guys, like, mm -hmm. steal keys from us. Uh -huh. um, and then they said, you know what? If you really like it and maybe you get a paycheck, consider buying it. It's like but, Radiohead. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? In Rainbows or whatever? Yeah. Um, decent album. Decent. There, I said it. Bold. <laughs> the only one Brave hero. Alright, cool. Uh, but it's, Take I that, mean, Tom. it's funny, Adam, because uh, in the past you've kind of rolled your eyes at, uh, what is it, CD Projects patting themselves on the back for not having DRM and giving DLC away for free. Yeah. I was curious what your take about this this very... I, I'm, I'm all about grassroots marketing, especially if you're a no-name dev and this is the way you want to do it. I, I always thought that it, it makes more sense if this is your... So, we're all uh, painfully aware that the the type of media we consume today is all sequels and rehashes, or this is a thing from an actor that I know already, or a game developer that I already know, mm -hmm. so I'm going to enjoy their next thing. Bungie didn't put out Destiny, and we all went, oh, I hope this is good from this dev I've never heard of. We all knew what Halo was, so we knew what kind of to expect. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys, what they're probably doing is saying, this is our first outing, Maybe it's not, but they oh, said let's make it. Let's make a big splash. That way, the next one mm -hmm. will be more beloved. You know, yeah. and CD Projekt Red. Yeah, they. It was always like, I. It was so funny. It was always. It felt like it was a tailored headline for Reddit or something like that. It was like, DRM is bad. 
you know, and then it's like, okay, okay, yeah. I got you. And then just just the people kind of doing the little hand on their hip. Yeah. And they're like, see, this is what happens when devs listen. It's like, well, they're also like slaves. No. Oh. <laughs> like being worked like crazy hours in Poland and make like four twenty five an hour, but whatever, it's fine. Oh, they've also they got all the revenues from good old games. People forget it's the same company. Yeah. So it's kind of like Blizzard having World of Warcraft to bankroll them making a a five minute perfect CG trailer for Overwatch before it even exists. Yeah. No one else can do that. I, I, I mean, not not to diminish anything that CD Projekt Red has done. Witcher, the Witchers, I would say, they they supported the hell out of Witcher One, and that game, from what most people said, was a pretty big garbage heap. But it was something they believed in, and they kept working on and fixing, and put out gigabytes worth of gigabytes of updates later. And then Witcher Two was sort of the product of that. Where it's sort of in this case where they saw the first game went well they tried and then the second one they're like whoa much better okay mm. cool and then by the third one it exploded and everyone you know yeah. this, this like grand RPG and I'm like, you know, look I'm really excited for Cyberpunk so um, but I I always do kind of feel like it is a little pandery it is like they they kind of keep their ear to the ground and they know what you want to hear it's sort of like it's suspect it's like watching a YouTube review like a game review. After a game's been out for a month, and you're kind of just seeing Reddit comments, mm. but regurgitated in the form of a video, you're like, it feel like I read that somewhere. I, I think it's more that, like, it's so much, it'd be so much nicer if people were, like, it's a business, you know? Like, CD Projekt Red might be a good business, but they're still a business, their objective is still to make money because they want to keep making games, they want to keep paying their employees, right? So it's like, they're giving, look, they're just giving it away, it's like... It's be probably because they figured out some sort of business plan that involves giving you this with the expectation that then you'll come back for the next one and then, yeah. like, they'll get their money back somewhere. It's not that it's just through the generosity of their own heart. This is this is a good example of, like, they're, they're like, listen, we just want people to play it. Not because they're just benevolent, like, universally benevolent, not to say that they're bad, but they're probably thinking... We know how much money and time we put into this game, and we know that if X number of people play it or discover it or whatever, then hopefully we can make another one. Or hopefully we can get our money back or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's a totally justifiable thing. The problem is when you treat them like saints, hmm. you like, they're, oh, well, oh, CD Projekt Red, the martyr who's saving us from Mass Effect Andromeda or whatever you want to compare it to that isn't really comparable. And it's like, oh, okay. Then it seems. Then it becomes kind of insufferable. Sure. You know? Yeah, and it 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 help if it helps them too in a sense where if they were to put this game out and just sell it, there's a chance that less people would play it. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. it market. This is gonna sound funny. Market penetration is so mm, important these yeah. days. Like just get it out there. So like a good example is like Kung Fury. That guy, his whole thing was, here's a free trailer. Everyone, whoa, cool. I want more. Okay, well, if you give us money, we can make a longer 30-minute version. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, and if we hit the goal, we'll put it out for free. Mm -hmm. They got it on Netflix as well, which means, okay, cool, they made a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. But now it's when he makes Kung Fury 2 or whatever the next movie, now there's even more people who are going to grab to it. That, that's just sort of how you have to do business these mm -hmm. days. Yeah. You have to have something that people are familiar with because no one wants to go look at yeah, anything new. You almost need a proof of concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how you doing, Elise? You exploring oh, the woods? Yeah, I, I, the, I will say the inventory system is a little not not wonky. I'm sure once you figure it out, but it's it's not welcoming to Some the sort new player. Of adverb, yeah. You have to like go into your inventory, move stuff over to item slots, and and I was having and, a hard time control with it. it in certain ways. And right bumper is like, uh oh, that person slid around. Um, seems spooky though. Seems yeah. kind of cool. I think the vibe of it. Yeah, the art's incredible. Uh, Holy crap! I was gonna say yeah. that. 
three people worked on this? Three yeah, devs? Three, That's great. It's, three slaves? No, I don't know. It's very impressive Did that, did what that ever get do. resolved, the whole, like, Polish workers being, for game developers being, like, worked to death? Or was that just blown out of proportion? I don't I'm, know. I'm, not, I'm being... I think all, all game devs are worked to death to a degree. Well, that's true. Oh yeah, wasn't, wasn't there that like Here Polygon article about like why I love crunch time or Yeah, whatever? that was, that was... That was a weird situation. I didn't read it. No. Dude, dude, basically Walt Williams who, who has writing credits on Spec Ops The Line. Fantastic game. And he's, he's working, co-working co with Mitch Dwyer on um, the new Star Wars game, the... Uh, Battlefront? No, 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 the other one. Well, the, Mitch the, Dwyer or whatever is working on Battlefront. Oh, is it Battlefront? It's a story, story mode for Battlefront 2, yeah. Never mind then. I thought it was the, uh, the Uncharted one. <coughs> whatever. What? Uh, Amy Heading or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The EA one. That, hey, that's different. Doesn't matter. They're all EA now. He he basically wrote a, a mm. op-ed about how he romanticizes Crunch and, and is kind of addicted to the process. And then a bunch of devs were like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Crunch is bad. <coughs> and... And then he he basically apologized on Twitter saying, "No, I know it's bad. I have a thing that's broken within me that makes me like it. So mm. I wrote it from my perspective of being a broken person." And everybody was kind of like, "Really, guy? That's kind of a weird backpedal, like to yeah. to say that you are an unreliable narrator in your own op-ed." Mm. But so but then they addended it. They put an addendum on the op-ed with his Twitter confessional as Interesting situation. Yeah, it started a discussion, yeah. right? Which is good which week is for Polygon. Yeah, you get you get into dangerous ground a little bit when you romanticize stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but you know what? You're not dangerous romanticizing quality clothes from Stitch Fix. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's okay to like how you look wearing a nice Stitch Fix shirt, pants, clothing, outerwear, underwear, socks. They do it all. Stitch Fix is actually a pretty cool service. Uh, Maybe a little outside the realm of something you do every week, but it's it's really great for filling out your wardrobe with clothes that are just one or two punches above what you'd find in a normal outlet store, or maybe depending on where your fashion is, shirts you buy in bulk in a plastic bag, or if you don't like going to the store, or yeah, yeah. that's the other big thing. If you don't like going to the store, and it's there is something something luxurious about being presented with options and just being like, no, I don't care for it. So the idea is with Stitch Fix, you you basically fill out a little quiz to indicate to them your style, and it's actually it's pretty fun. There's a lot of pictures of shirts and like fits, and you're like, I like that, I don't like that, and then all that stuff goes to an actual human stylist who will then pick out five items to send to you. Comes in a box. You can schedule whenever it shows up. It's actually not a subscription service, so each box you actually schedule, um, and then you can try on the item, see how they look, uh, return them if you don't like them, keep them if you do. Uh, after you get your your fix, as they call it, then you fill out a little order form. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, you send back what you don't like, you keep what you do, and it's it's actually a pretty great service. I've I already got a pair of jeans that fit great, a pair of shorts, uh, I got a button up that has little scuba diving men on it. Uh, people say I look great in it. Who so, are these people? Girlfriend. Where are they right now? I was kidding, you look great. In them. There was one person on the internet. You look oh, great in them. I do, thank you. That's where you got those sweet shorts, right? Yeah. Yeah. One pair of them, not these. No, these. not those ones. The, the yeah. ones you got all the compliments for. Yeah. And I, I apologize because last time I tried to show off my sweet calf, but it turns out the gameplay was covering it. Oh. <laughs> uh, next, next time we have a Stitch Fix ad, I promise I'll wear I'll wear my shorts and I'll I'll flex that leg as hard as it'll go. James I'll got blow some, it out live. He got some all weather shorts so he can all go weathers. from uh, land to sea. Yeah, I was like, oh, I like these shorts, and so I I was like, I'll keep them. And then after I kept them, like, because it gives you a more of a description about the item when you go onto the website. It's like this is good. These are also swim trunks. I was like, yeah. "Wow!" Hold my things. I'm going to the ocean. <laughs> I just walked straight until I hit the water. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. If, if if maybe you're not used to 
stepping out of t-shirts and jeans. I, I really I really would say that you owe it to yourself to try it once or twice just to just get a taste of fine living. Who knows? You might like it. Uh, you can get started now at stitch, <coughs> stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. Um, spelled out like it sounds. Uh, stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. And you get an extra 25% off of your fix when you decide to keep all the items. Which might work out to some interesting math. Like if the fifth item are some socks and you're kind of cold on them, you'd be like, well, with a discount I get them for free, so who cares? That's kind of cool. Uh, so once more, that's stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. It's a cool service. I dig it. Uh, one last thing. In, you can, like, link them to your social media. They won't, they won't like, use it or anything, but they'll use, like, the, the stitch fixer, whatever the stylist, uh, they say will go, and then they'll, like, check out oh. to see how you look and what you normally wear. Mm. Just, they'll, like, actually investigate you to I'll find your it. style. I'll get a so Twitter I, friend. I sent them to my Instagram. <laughs> Which is all pictures of my feet, feet yeah. and I was like, I hope they send me some nice shoes. Yeah. Here's some shorts. Yeah. They can make a, th- a fully rendered 3D model of James's feet. Yeah. Oh, does it? Okay, I was about to ask if it pauses the game when you're in your backpack. Oh, it my. does not. That's some real <coughs> shit right there. Well, let's see here. What do we got time for? Well, I was going to say, is it worth even addressing the Half-Life thing? Oh, Cause yeah. Because well, I know people are like, I want to know their thoughts. I mean, I only like, from the perspective of being a Half-Life fan. Um, but mm. I, d- I also don't want to spoil it. So, oh no, I think people wanted to know our, like, you know, because I saw a thing of like, Funhouse was right, you know, and it was like, whatever. There, there was no parade we didn't here. Make that shit up. Yeah, no, we, yeah. It's, it, we're not, we're not, we don't feel vindicated because, like, we you didn't get the game. We, we gained nothing yeah. out of this other I, than we were given a story and we would like to share it with you. And yeah. we were like, how dare you not want Half Life to come out? I'm like, never yeah, said that. What the fuck? That, yeah. I don't know, I researched the fuck out of that story because I didn't want it to be true. But all the data re- uh, supported it in addition to the, the testimony we got. I don't know, I, I think Two it's... Two years too early. I think it's fucking... Yeah, I think it's fucking great that Mark Laidlaw did that. That's super cool. Um, as as yeah. much as, like, people say Valve sort of owe it to their fan base to give them um, conclusion, closure, mm-hmm. which I think... I think uh, what is it? Yeah, Mark Laidlaw even recently commented, he's like, there wasn't going to be closure... It was a game, so it was just going to go on forever. Yeah, I still felt pretty, pretty absolved. Uh, I felt an interesting catharsis reading that that plot synopsis because in reading through it, I was like, "Yeah, this totally clicks in. This is exactly what Half Life Episode Three would have been." Mm-hmm. And I love that it the ending where no spoilers, but G Man does a thing with a different character, and I'm like, "Oh God, that would have been Half Life Three. That's the coolest shit ever." I don't know. I felt pretty good about that. I feel mm-hmm. good. Sending it away, and I, I think it was—I think it was a real sign of, of like respect to the audience and respect for the narrative that Laidlaw put that out there like that. Um, and just so you guys—if you guys don't even know what happened—essentially, Mark Laidlaw, one of the writers on Half-Life Two, put up a short story on GitHub called Epistle Three, and if you read it out of context, it's, it kind of doesn't make any sense. It's a bunch of—he swapped all the names and swapped all of like even genders and characters. But if you know Half-Life, you can reasonably make the substitutions. And it essentially lays out what the narrative backbone of a Half-Life 2 Episode 3 would have been. And then and then leaves it open-ended for what a Half-Life 3 possibly could have been. Like good writing probably should in that situation. So, uh, yeah, there, there's also a version where somebody took it all and translated all the names. So you can just read it through like a straight short story. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's a cool story. It, it provides a lot of food for thought. It's one of those things where it... It answers or gives more definition to some things in the Half-Life universe and opens up a lot more. It's just one of those things. Like, it it does everything that a Valve narrative would have done if it were an actual yeah. game. It, it was impressive how much it mirrored the um, the real-life consequences Gmod video. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was the zombie. His, his brother, John Freeman, 
uh, gotted to the the zombies. <laughs> oh, I love those videos. Yeah, those are great. Man, anyway. Gmod retellings. Maybe they'll make a Gmod, a serious Gmod. Or there will be many Gmod retellings of, of this Epistle Three. I'm sure. Maybe. I, I mean, it's it is funny because I, I do the same thing, and I, I read some comments online, and I had realized how dumb I sound when I say it. I was like, yeah, I'm like, like I kind of got the story. Like, why don't I guess. You have the source engine. Someone could just make it if they wanted to. But yeah, game development's fucking hard. Yes, it's Val- like no, unless you're getting paid. Like, yeah, why would three you? Three dudes it? in Poland yeah. <laughs> doing it for the love of the game. No, the the, the Half Life games are are truly masterclass in terms of like first person shooter level design. Yeah, and people, I think, and and this is where it gets interesting. I think people give story way too much credit because Half Life is great because it's it's not so much the words on a page; it's the experience. Mm-hmm. And how how the dialogue and how the setting work into that, but it's experience first. And now you can try. You know what? If story is all that matters, you got it. So go make a go make one of the best first yeah. person shooters ever made. But that engine has not aged very well. Yeah, I well, mean, it just looks very dated. It's now. weird too because my understanding is there were a lot of developers that were working on engine aspects that were supposed to go into Half Life Episode Three, but all that stuff just got walked away from. So I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff sitting around in Source Two that just never got used for anything. Yeah, Valve News Network or whatever did it, like a thing of like here's some like Half Life Three beta levels, uh, but it's like that's about as. Well, what about Left Three Dead? I know. <laughs> oh, that cancer kid got to see it. Yeah. No, nope, uh. that was a different game. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, all the Valve writers left, so maybe they all went to go work on the secret project that is Half Life Three. Left Three Dead. <laughs> maybe that, mm. just make it into one game. You get a portal gun, you shoot zombies, well, and, no, was, and Gordon Freeman's there. That was. Yeah, that was exactly it. I know, you didn't want to spoil it. Oh, well, I mean, it was spoiled at the end of episode two. Anyone that got that far, Aperture came up when they were talking about oh, the yeah, Borealis. Yeah, yeah, it was the same universe. So. And then, and then, yeah, the it's no spoilers, but the the stuff in Epistle 3 does expound upon that relationship. Gordon, cool Gordon Shell, bang, hard. Oh, nice. So hard. And he goes bareback. It's yeah, cool. It it's awesome. Good for him. Yeah, he finishes, he finishes, like, not all the way well, in her, but, he like, He puts a portal halfway. over her vagina, uh, so that way he can come wherever, but nice. it doesn't come inside her. Nice. But then it goes into an alien, and then the G-Man pops out, and then he travels through time so he can talk to Gordon in the past. He was really his dad goes, the whole time. Gordon, he cries. Yeah. Well, anyway, as, so a, result of, uh, as a result of Epistle 3, the, the Valiant... Warriors on Steam decided to review bomb Dota 2 because in that their eyes sense. that's why Half-Life 3 is not getting made which is not untrue. Oh no, those bad <laughs> reviews are totally going to stop Dota from making any money. Yeah, that free-to-play right. game. Hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Well, you know, it is, people lash out however they can. I guess, hey, whatever you can do from uh, your chair. I mean, sometimes you got to yell at a car wash worker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> got to leave a bad review and you got to yell at a kid by the escalator come full circle haven't we all right i got a i got a quick thoughtable for you guys sure. all right here we go and i said quick roll the roll the header you still got a hard net right we don't have a we, we do have a, a oh well, yeah a we're no thoughtable worried. header oh well nope yeah oh, we, well. no no thoughtable um, nope there's no button there's nothing oh well <laughs> maybe next time button. i'll work on those graphics don't worry about it it'll be like a 5 minute intro for a 20 second discussion piece nice. so um don't want to don't want to dally too much on on youtube apocalypse stuff again but it's interesting so it seems to be hitting gaming extraordinarily hard. I, I theorize it's because of audio waveforms of gunfire, which is in basically every video game. Anyway, basically every video on, on, in my experience on my channel is getting ads pulled. So in the past, I had to dance around my shit getting claimed because I use like a lot of copywritten music and copywritten video yeah. clips and stuff in my, in my, my videos. Um, now that doesn't matter anymore. It's weird. So if I'm not going to make any money off a video anyway, why would I care if that video gets claimed by anyone else? As long as it doesn't get blocked. If I, man, if I even look at a picture of Kanye West, a video gets blocked, 
but everything else is just claims. So I'm like, you can have the no money. I don't care. And in a weird way, it's actually saving me time to not even give a shit about copyright claims anymore because I'm not going to make any money in the first place. Now, it seems like the revenue is in direct support through live streaming. So if you're on, if you're on you know, Twitch, it's subscriptions, it's bits. If you're on YouTube, it's Super Chats and Sponsors, I think is the word. Yeah, and Mixer, I think it's uh, Funbucks. Yeah, fun dollars. Um, so Clown, clown cash. <laughs> the, uh, if you're in gaming now, with YouTube basically making it very difficult to earn any money on, on VOD or edited work, now the money seems to be in using anything you want to make a live show as interesting as possible so people give you money directly. And I think that's an interesting shift, and maybe not one that YouTube was prepared to happen. Correct, yeah. But I, I think I see, like, live streaming and using copywritten, copywritten shit with abandon in live streams is probably going to be the next year or two I, on YouTube. you got to be a little careful, though. I, I'm worried that what they're going to do is they're just going to go, all right, your account is banned. Well, yeah, Giant but getting claimed is not, is not grounds oh, for getting cool. your account banned. No, I'm saying well, maybe they change their terms of service. Like, right now, <laughs> it's like, oh, but now everyone's going to react to it and, like, they, yeah, they change what the, find a way to the, do something else. Well, because, like, the, the whole, like, uh, UFC debacle this weekend. Oh, um, yeah, people I, just streaming. I, I went over uh, to a friend's house, and they were, they paid 100 bucks for the UFC app or whatever to mm -hmm. watch the thing, and the servers crashed, right? Yeah. So we kept trying to find... Kept going to StarCraft Twitch channels <laughs> that were playing that yeah. they were like filming their monitor or whatever because they had cable and those channels were getting shut down left yeah. and right. Wow. Yeah, we were so at a, a is that worth it? We were at a restaurant mm. and you you know obviously people had to, well across the street there was another restaurant where obviously obviously people had to pay cover to like get in but then because the restaurant had like essentially no front windows Good everybody standing. was just watching on They're the street on the sidewalk and I'm right, like that's, oh that's well. like old timey right yeah yeah. <laughs> People watching uh, the uh, Godzilla fight a monster from a TV yeah. store. Yeah. Well, we we all ended up gathering around. First, it was someone's phone, oh. and then they got a laptop out. Yeah. And we're Jesus. like, "Wow, it's like the old times." And you just, you know, get around yeah. the gramophone, all around the fire. It's like it's like hey. albums aren't selling anymore. So so uh, creator content creators are going on tour. That's what live streaming is. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, why waste all that time? Wait, why waste all the time in the studio trying to do that, trying to get released, trying to market your album, and then put it out? It's like this is the best. <laughs> just go on tour. But that's the other thing. Well, like, so you don't have to leave your home. Let's say you do a live show, and part of the live show, you like you play a song with clips from Indiana Jones and yeah. Lost Crusade. Last Crusade. Um, is is Lucasfilm really gonna try and come after you for one live sh well one tour that you did for three months? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah, if you want to do your own mystery science theater and just yeah. roll a movie. Mm -hmm. in. I mean, there's there's a good chance you could get banned for that though, and then that, yeah. then it's just gone forever. But then if you but if you built an audience, then you just say like, here's my new page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then I guess it. they don't have to partner that. It's, I don't know. There's always gatekeepers. Returns, there's always gatekeepers until you create your own platform. That what you want to do. Pro tip, what you want to do is you want to utilize these things, like we always say, as a billboard, mm. then just have them donate through some sort of other service oh, yeah. that doesn't have the same terms of service on what you're using. So if something happens, you always have your revenue stream. Well, it's the type of creator else. you want to be. So like, I feel like between this group, there's enough personality, right? Like Lizard Force is fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lizard <laughs> Force. Um, but there's like um, that one YouTube channel. What's it called, Lawrence? Croby Cat or whatever? Oh, yeah, Croby Cat. So he doesn't, he just cuts clips together. If that guy was like, hey, come support me over here, it'd be like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know? So it's like, depends how you want to build your following. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the type of... So, yeah, it's like... You have to train your audience. Yeah, you don't like, want to be known as the guy who just steals Indiana Jones clips and re-uploads it. Because yeah. no one gives a shit about you yeah. as a creator. No. They no, want... Yeah. They want to... They'll follow you no matter what, you know... It's, uh, was it, when Ice Cube left NWA. It was like... 
it was fine. And he, he was successful on his own because people liked him for what he was doing. I just yeah, think that... Uh, talented. Exactly, managed yeah. to warrant people's money. Yeah. That ecosystem plus... I, I thought the the way that that ecosystem is shaking out plus the, the win for uh, fair use seems to, to me, really push everyone to grab and use whatever media they want, mm -hmm. uh, provided that you're not just re-uploading some, some, somebody else's Or there's going to be another platform that rises in the place of YouTube. Because, yeah, I mean, be. it's that's time again. That's It's it's basically Buckminster Fuller saying, you know, if, if one system fails, you create a new system that renders the other obsolete. Oh, um, that's what Art YouTube did to ass. traditional media, and ultimately something else might do that to YouTube. Yeah. Well, we yeah. we just ended up on the front it's page cycles. of YouTube right now, and well, of course, signed in. Yeah, this is of the course, not signed in one. yeah, not signed in, and of course, Taylor Swift is the first one. Tay -tay. That that billionaire this Taylor Swift. Fucking thought. Of, why does everyone think Taylor Swift is singing from her own personal viewpoint every song she does? Uh, oh, well, I mean, I don't this, know. this new that's, song, that's everybody's like, "Oh, Taylor." Yeah. Well, that's because that's how she sells herself. I people, guess people buy into it. But no one thought that about Lincoln Park. They're they, just like, "You're just making shitty music for teen boys." Well, that's, that's what that is. It's a shitty song for teen girls. It's actually a pretty good well, song. I don't know. Well, it, it's sort of like, it. did you know the song's about Jake Gyllenhaal? I was like, did you know I don't give a fuck? Yeah, basically. Uh, it's still I don't know either of them. Fucking pop music. I just, I mean, I know, I know, trending is supposed to be just what's going on right now. But man, how how much does it suck that she's on the front page of YouTube? The last person that needs it oh, I is see. Taylor Swift. That's it's been right, up for yeah. 20, 20 hours and has 31 million views. And they're like, hey, have you seen this? It's not yeah. YouTube's job yeah. to uh, Everyone has. promote uh, up-and-coming artists. So that's, mm -hmm. I guess that's what trending is for. Anyway, it's time for Hard End. We got it. Uh, the Thoughtable was a little too long. I know, surprise. So last last week's winner, Lizard Force. They mm -hmm. uphold uh, Lizard values across the globe and even I on the I love Lizard Force. Really. Yeah, love these guys. Never change. So yeah, it's really going to be is. hard to usurp them, but... Uh, this was a, a suggestion from okay. a lo loyal viewer, Jam2Go, which um, off the top might seem a little a little obvious and a little reaching, but what I like about it, it's netting pretty hard because it does the thing where it names videos pretty, pretty like clickbaity search trafficy titles. Mm -hmm. So how to fall asleep that, using like the, the seven basic steps. style. Yeah, basically. <laughs> nice. But it's always like it's always like cool synth wave tracks with Ooh. interesting animation. There's some that are actually. I won't say deep, but <laughs> tell an interesting story. These are amazing. Yeah, uh, Adam, I guess the uh, the aesthetic will probably appeal to so you. So does this person make the music and the videos, or do they just find tracks and then they make a video for it? Uh, well, they have their own SoundCloud. That's so short. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they're right. also extremely oh, short. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So they have a SoundCloud uh, of, of tracks. Okay, okay, so it looks this like their tracks. Tough. This one is uh, this multi one. I really like this one. Yeah, Where this do phones tough, come from? Those fucking uh -huh. lizards are doing it, but so, uh, I, like, I dig this. This is next level. It's also inherently internet. Look how futuristic. <laughs> this is um, this is like if Olaf vids ever decided to grow up. They're not there. Uh huh. Got to go into the back to see where those phones come from. Uh, 2,300 uh. views, despite yeah optimizing purely for YouTube. Got I mean, I like it. Shave a bit of internet off of <gasps> the internet. Cake. This is like reboot, <coughs> rebooted. There, I've okay. got a new phone. Okay. Okay. So they go oh, in the back. Peeper. They got phones. He has. Oh, this one's good. This person's gonna steal the phone. This is where phones come from. Oh no, intruder! Question mark. Mm -hmm. He's not supposed to be there. He's one of the unclean. <laughs> There's a story here. You, have to, <laughs> you don't know how the phones work. Hmm. Oh, there. Save this one's the a phones. little bit longer. Set, set the phone cube free. Run oh. from the Apple Hatchet Man. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Sacrifice uh, the phone. <laughs> wait, that's their <laughs> old phone. That's their busted old phone. Right, yeah. no, I got unlimited phones now. Yes, audio listener, uh, I, I can only imagine how confusing this is, but you, if you were interested, you can check the. Nice. Uh, it's jam okay, to go. That's right there. Yeah. Yes. That's over. Yeah, I think I got it. That gets my vote. That gets my vote. Oh wait, that's the wrong video. It wins. You tricked me. Wait, no, it's I give it to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift wins again. Only She's she hard-netting. could be a success online. Yeah. Oh wait, her dad was Get a billionaire, and she was marketed into uh, fame. That's great. She did the lazy thing and started as a country star. Yeah. Actually, I think this video took off a little bit because some people sort of got on their high horse and said, "Oh, how dare they make fun of modern art in this way?" Although it seems actually to be pretty cool about modern art that. Looking into a painting projects you into a cool digi space mm-hmm. where your body turns inside out. Nice. Well, do they know this is modern art? Yeah. My keyframes. So, actually, is you're right. Oh man. Oh, and they became the art. Now you exist in the art realm. Oh man, the it. endings are great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Leaves me with more questions, and I like that. I want more. <laughs> yeah. We can put it to a vote. How many then? videos? More do they questions, have? and I don't want well, the answers. Channel. It's actually a pretty prolific channel. Let's go ahead and get that. Let's see. How many subscribers? How many? They don't uh, get that many views. Yeah, surprise. Um, what is it? Someone eight hundred ninety-three subscribers. Okay. Someone showed it. If you hover over their name or whatever, we scroll up. You hover over the little name tag thing. I mean, it says it right there. Oh, how many videos? Oh, videos. Sorry. What do I? Hover? I forget. I don't know. Who you cares? like search for them. <laughs> well, we we did the I mean, search thing, but there's also like it's a, this many. Oh, yeah. I think it's, if a, you, it's a grip, but not okay. All right, just yeah. I think if you a, go to the video page, big I handful. I I don't, I don't care anymore. I, it might be under about. I don't know. Don't worry about it. I'm I sorry, miss I Half-Life. No, it still just Join has 20, views. 2012. All right. Been around for a while. Okay. Last upload four years and then two. So there's like some music video stuff, but there's also the shorter. Mm-hmm. Right, scroll, scroll down a little bit. And hover over their, their little name tag over there, down there. This? Don't worry about eh, it. Whatever. I don't care. Or click it. This is also the, I don't care. This is also the in-browser thing for Steam, so it may not have your fancy hover features. All right, let's vote. Adam, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I give it this. Jam to go. Yeah, yeah, jam, to go. Jam, jam to go. Jam to go. Oh shit, that's yeah. a sweet. I love Lizard Force. I think Lizard Force is yeah, great. I like them We've too. seen it rise. It is, you know. Yep. <laughs> Lizard Force will always be a hard net and champion. They won't they won't lose any sleep over this. And if they do, there's a little instructional video on how to fall. I'd love to see collaboration. <laughs> oh, a Jam to go Lizard Force video. Oh, Could you imagine what that looks like? like Freddie Mercury yeah. and uh, David Bowie coming together yeah. to make exactly. their opus. It's like yeah. Freddie Mercury and Lizard Force. <laughs> Well, there you have it, gentlemen, gentlemen and gentlewomen, a new a new hard net and champion, uh, jam to go. Nice. Uh, it's pure, it's beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. it's netting real hard. You can sleep to this. Yeah, uh-huh. take a nice. nap. I mean, you'll have nightmares. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a few announcements for you guys. So last week I announced some new merch. Turns out I was uncommonly mistaken. That merch is actually out this week. So there's the funnest place on earth shirt. Saw it last week. You could see it again. Yeah. It's happy. It's pure. It's beautiful. Uh, that's gonna be on the store Tuesday, so if, if you're watching this live, wait a day. If you're watching this any other way, it's probably there right now. And we got a bevy of pins for you, four fine pins for you, uh, sticking aficionados. Got a, a peak pin, a funhouse pin, a James Face pin, a shattered disc pin. They're actually, they're metal, they're pretty thick too, nice and weighty, so. You can use them as slammers. Yeah. Wa-boof! <laughs> and, and then when the pin part goes through a few pogs, you yeah. get to keep those. Yep, you run away. You Free pogs! You yourself. So, uh, oh yeah, and I forgot to mention this last week. Married one. I, uh, because I am a marketing genius, I came up with a, a shortened link for you audio listeners, and even you video listeners, to get to our merch. Because that's what we do now, we plug merch. So if you go to bit.ly, B-A-T dot L-Y slash F-H merch, Bitly, FH merch. Uh, that'll take you right to our merch page with all of our stuff on it, and mm-hmm. the newest stuff should be at the top. 
And then one more mention before we go. Um, uh, Twits and Crits, starting back up. September 14th. September 14th. Coming back. It's back. More info to come in a couple days, but just just be aware. We were really trying for that 9-11 revealed uh, premiere day. (sighs) We're going to do a whole season. Yeah. It's a memorial season. Uh, It's a tabletop game about 9-11. Never forget. Trying to get out of the building. It's it's still based in a fantasy world of D&D. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll 20 to see if you forgot. Nope. I didn't forget. No. You would never forget. You still cry. Even when you crit, you don't forget. God bless. My stomach cramp up. Oh, yeah? You're not even American. You didn't feel it. (laughs) Oh, God. You just went, oh, dear. (laughs) Get out uh, of the CN Tower. (laughs) And then, wow. And then one more mention in terms of first content. uh, Esports Ejects's. Trumping on, we're about to enter the Sinister Act 2, where we lose a lot, and, uh, we, I, I'm gonna say we do a pretty good job of not turning on each other, but moves do not stay high. I I, say that much. You'll notice, I say a lot less in these episodes. I don't know, I haven't seen the full edits, but there's a lot of me glancing into the lens of the webcam. I do mutter, I mutter a lot. Because there's some muttering going on, and I don't want to participate, I just, like... Well, you get we pit- lost, and you then get I, pissed off. You take it out of the guy at the this. car wash. I just do this. I wasn't pissed off. I actually had just won three competitive matches in a row, so I was feeling real good. That's, was, right. that's probably why I stood up to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Hero. when you guys play together. I like when you guys play together. guy's gonna die in ten years. You're fucking. Oh, it's like the Mystify wallpaper. I finally put together what this reminds me of. I think a great screensaver. I like that. It was a screensaver. Oh, make it a Win app plugin. Fake, fake Windows user. Well, thanks guys. for watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Thanks for watching slash listening, everybody. Uh, uh, boy, what, what an eventful week, huh? YouTube was saved and then doomed. Game developers are great. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, save it every day. Yeah, and we're here still doing it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. However you do it, I appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please recommend it to a friend. That's the, uh, the lifeblood of that's the lifeblood of our shit now. We can't fucking program anymore. Send YouTube us took blood. our money away. Yeah, send us your blood, and we will drink it and gain mm. your powers. And if you're listening from Poland, show us on the doll where the game developer manager touched you. <laughs> mm-hmm. We want to help. We got the the post show coming up next. Uh, if you're watching live, just chill out where you are. If you uh, pre- are consuming the show if in any other way, you're watching dead. You should check it out. You've got bigger problems. <laughs> There's a link in the description for the post show. That's where we look at fan art and give serious life advice because we are trained counselors. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>